0: Hey, welcome to Wayfair. This is Aaron. This season, we're listening to several writers from our writers group at Central. From personal narratives to short stories and poetry, we've got a bit of everything. Each week, we'll hear from a writer and we'll talk with them a little bit about their inspiration and their process. Now, one of the things I love so much about our writers group is just how encouraging it is. There's no ego or posturing, just people pouring out a little bit of themselves to share with one another. And goodness, what beautiful and hilarious and inspiring and heartbreaking things show up. It's always a welcoming and gracious place, and a chance to hear from thoughtful and skillful voices. So, I'm grateful to be part of this group, and since I'm in the writing group too, this week, in a pinch, you're stuck with me. Later, I'll be interviewing myself, and I promise it will be weird. So, I guess now I'm supposed to introduce myself. I'm Aaron. I'm an associate pastor at Central. I've had a plethora of occupations. I've been a youth minister, a worship leader, an ESL instructor, a web developer, graphic designer, and I'm still a UI UX engineer on Fridays. But, I've never had a job that I've loved so much as working at Central. I'm married to Melissa, she's a professional counselor, and we have two kids, Emma and Jake. We live about 30 seconds from where I grew up, and my parents still live there. Actually, Melissa's parents lived even closer to where we are now when she was a kid. Okay, that's probably enough about me for now, so let's get going. I love writing, and well, I hate writing too. It can be illuminating and confounding, frustrating and euphoric all at once. I usually write songs, but I've tried my hand at short stories and sermons and poems, all with varying degrees of success. I think writing is as much about discovery as it is creation. It's as much, if not more, about listening than speaking. It's often about getting out of the way of the words, and, perhaps, nudging them along and following them around as their stories unfold before you. And sometimes, it's just sitting with a thesaurus, looking for that special word, waiting for it to jump out at you. Unfortunately, it never jumps out of the thesaurus. It was fine to look there, to give yourself something to do while the words wait probably on the other side of your coffee mug to pounce on you. This week, our scripture is a famous parable, the prodigal son, or the loving father, or the goody-goody two-shoes brother. Call it what you want. But whether you wander far from home and swindle all your inheritance away on good times, or you live across the street from mom and dad and mope around like a sourpuss, We all have some prodigal and some goody two-shoes in us. And neither of those are our best selves. I wonder if sometimes, if we can even get to our best selves without spending some time on the road. It's in the twists and the hairpin turns that things shake loose. It's in the blinding shock of bright lights cresting the hill just ahead of us, in the mind-numbing monotony of those yellow lines droning past. It takes some time to find out who we are. Well, the story I'm going to tell you today is mostly true. Names and some facts have been altered because either I can't remember what really happened, or it's just funnier this way. When I was in college, I usually spent my summers working at youth camps, acting in skits, playing music, and leading Bible studies for middle and high schoolers. On weekends, we'd travel around the state performing at churches. Wild and crazy, I know. After my junior year, I applied to be a worship leader at a different camp, but I didn't make the cut. And without a backup, I came home for the summer. In my disappointment over not getting picked for the gig, I put off finding a summer job. So, by the time I started looking, there really wasn't much available. I was determined not to work in fast food, so I scoured the classified ads and applied for pretty much everything else. Only one place called me back. It was a little shop in Lexington looking for an office assistant. They said the job was mostly filing, answering the phones, and helping out customers. At a hot tub store. I had just won the summer job lottery. Everyone there was probably wearing Hawaiian shirts and drinking out of coconuts. When I went for my interview, I was a little disappointed at the lack of tropical attire. But we talked for five minutes and they hired me on the spot. I filled out the paperwork right then and there, and I even worked for a few hours. It certainly wasn't summer camp, but... Maybe it would get my dad off my back. And how hard could it be? Well, here's what I learned that summer. One, job descriptions are like unicorns. They look pretty. Some people think they're real. Those people are wrong. Two, when your boss is yelling a series of tasks at you, Asking which one to begin with will only make her yell more. 3. Driving a forklift without training is best done slowly. 4. Hitchhiking is still a viable means of transportation. 5. People who say, Don't worry, you'll be fine, are liars. 6. Always, always, Make sure the hot tub cover is strapped down. The lessons began one afternoon when my boss hurriedly waved me over. She was with a couple who had just purchased a hot tub. This is Aaron. He's going to conduct your hot tub orientation. Now, I had been given exactly zero hours of training on how to orient someone to their hot tub. I had been within earshot of an orientation for three to five minutes, so I suppose that qualified me. I tried to nonchalantly let my boss know that I wasn't ready to conduct an orientation without the customer's overhearing, but the look on her face told me that if I spoke again, she would set me on fire. She smiled, You'll be fine. So I proceeded to point at things and say their names. Button. Jets. Seats. Lights. Bromine. I'm sure they felt well oriented by the time I was done. The lessons continued. Most of the lessons came very loudly from my boss who was an accomplished yeller. There was so much yelling. I began to get really stressed At any turn, no matter how conscientious I tried to be, I might not have accomplished the right task before my boss wanted it done. Aaron, finish the filing, call Mr. Jackson, tell him we'll deliver tomorrow, touch up the side of this hot tub with stain, and get some gas for the forklift. Okay, what do you want done first? Just get it done. Later. Where's the gas for the forklift? I'm sorry, I haven't done it yet. I was working on the hot tub. What? I told you! About that time, the warehouse would begin to fill with profanities. It was hard to breathe. So, when I had a chance to get out of the shop and start delivering hot tubs, I took it. My training consisted of three things. One, Don't drive over 55 miles an hour or the truck will die. Two, strap down the hot tub really good. Three, make sure the straps go over the box with the hot tub cover so it doesn't fly out and land on someone's car. We transported hot tubs on the bed rails of a pickup truck. At the store, we placed them on the truck with a forklift. But when we were in the field we had two metal bars that attached to the back so that we, and gravity, could slide the hot tub down the rails and into place. Luckily, Danny was heading up our deliveries. He had a lot more experience than my mere two weeks. Dan had been there for an entire month. Kevin also helped out on deliveries. He was a high school student who got the gig because he knew the repair guy. Even squished between Danny and Kevin in a smelly old pickup with shoddy AC was better than being stuck inside the Yell Palace. People came from far and wide to buy their hot tubs, so we drove out to Moorhead, to Hindman, and everywhere in between. The premise of delivery was simple. Put the hot tub in place, let the electrician wire it up, fill the tub with water, and make sure it runs. And most of all, don't drop the hot tub. But our rather antiquated delivery system made each trip an adventure. We had a particularly close call with a teal eight-seater that almost took all of us out. Much of our time was spent on the road or sitting around waiting for hot tubs to fill with water. So Danny's devotion to Mormonism and Kevin's devotion to not having a devotion gave us plenty to talk about. Back at the office, when we weren't being yelled at, we managed to get some work done. Before Danny left for vacation, he showed me how to drive the forklift. It was the longest tutorial I had on anything while I was there. Five whole minutes. After that, I was hauling 500-pound hot tubs around the warehouse, trying my best to work fast and still not scratch them up. Either way, you still got yelled at. While Danny was on vacation, we had to get somebody else to help out with deliveries. So Sam started working with us sporadically, in between his DJ gigs and his other job as a stripper. He was easygoing and a hard worker, so he was great to have along. When our second truck of the summer broke down on the mountain parkway, it was Sam who took initiative and hitched us a ride to a nearby service station so we could call the office and get back home. When Danny got back I was a little nervous how he and Sam would get along but they did fine there we were a baptist a mormon and a stripper delivering hot tubs to eastern kentucky halfway through the summer i tried to quit i had had enough of my boss's constant yelling and no matter how hard i tried i could not seem to avoid her wrath in retrospect I probably should have kept it to myself when I drove thirty miles with the parking brake on. But somehow she managed to talk me into staying and she promised to yell less. And she did yell less, for about a week. After that, it was just too embarrassing to try to quit again. I was used to it. One Friday evening, we had a last minute job. We were supposed to be leaving for the day. But the boss had been having heated words on the phone with a customer all afternoon, and now we had to go deliver. So we loaded up the hot tub, strapped it down, and set out for Harrodsburg. I was driving our second truck, resurrected for a third time around the circle when Danny looked back. Um, Aaron? Yeah. Did we load the hot tub cover? Yeah. Why? Um... It's not there. I looked in the rearview mirror. It was gone. I remembered when we stuck it in that we didn't quite get the cover under the strap, but I had figured it would be fine. What do we do? Let's go back and get another cover. So we turned around to go back to the shop, scanning the road all the way for the lost cover. And there... Stopped in the road was a pristine red convertible, save for the large brown hot tub cover sprawled across its hood. Our boss was in the road, talking with the victims. I kept driving. We snuck back into the warehouse, picked up another cover and loaded it in, this time under the straps. Just then, our boss pulled up. Time slowed down and we all braced for the onslaught. Did you get another cover? She said calmly. Yes. Okay, let's go. We waited. And then we scurried back to the truck. She hadn't even raised her voice. And of course, this was the one delivery that she would have to come to. So we spent the rest of the night on pins and needles, just waiting for the dam to burst. But it never did. She never mentioned the incident again, even when the cherry red convertible showed up at the shop to settle affairs. I cannot adequately describe the joy that filled my soul as I left the hot tub shop for the last time. It was as if freedom itself blew through my windows and whisked me down the interstate. But, even then, it's hard to say if I would trade that summer. The smell of bromine in the morning. Kevin yelling from the top of the fully extended forklift for Danny to let him down. Hitchhiking on the mountain parkway. Learning that just because people aren't nice doesn't mean that they're not worthwhile and sometimes they may surprise you we're all on the road to somewhere and hopefully along the way we'll fall into some grace and find our better selves thanks so much for sticking it out with me this week and listening to this episode of Wayfair. Wayfair is a production of Central Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, a loving and progressive gathering of Christians. You can find out more about us at lexcentral.com. I'm Aaron Austin, and I'll see you next week for another step along the journey.